0: Terry and the Pirates. Did you hear that rifle shot? It came within inches of Pat Ryan as he stood with the mountain hermit, Nimaru in the moonlight. Somebody fired the shot from across the snow valley. Somebody who was anxious to prevent Pat from investigating the snow tracks, which might have been those of the lost Dr. Moy Ben. We'll join Pat in just a moment, when our transcribed adventure points to new clues and new dangers to our friends. Terry and the Pirates is brought to you by the makers of Libby's Pineapple Juice, one of Libby's hundred famous foods. If you ever talk to somebody who's visited Hawaii, you'll get a first-hand idea of what that word enthusiasm means. Everyone who's been there raves about Hawaii. They're crazy about Waikiki Beach and the thrill of riding the waves back to shore on a surfboard. They rave about the beautiful leis. Leis are wreaths of lovely flowers and every single one of them always has a rave or two for Hawaiian pineapple juice. They say Hawaiian pineapples taste far more delicious than any other kind, and they're right. Hawaiian pineapples are the finest in all the world. But you don't have to go clear to Hawaii to taste Hawaiian pineapple juice. No, sir. Libby's has done the traveling for you. Brought you real Hawaiian pineapple juice to enjoy right here at home. Libby's pineapple juice is the glorious, golden, true Hawaiian article. It's pressed from pineapples that actually ripen on the plants in Hawaiian fields and packed there, too. It has the marvelous, refreshing flavor of ripe Hawaiian pineapples. There's nothing else like it in the whole world. Just taste it, kids. Gosh, will you be thrilled. So ask Mother to get some Libby's Hawaiian Pineapple Juice. L-I-B-B-Y-S. And now, Terry... And the pirates. And now let's get back to Pat Ryan as he stands in the mountain path at night. After the rifle shot, Pat dug the bullet out of the splintered fir tree behind him and said,
1: See here, Minoru? This is a rifle bullet, all right. A rifle, eh? Now that's very interesting. My friend Kennington Hook had a rifle this evening. It might shoot a bullet of this caliber. Come along. I'd like to get back to the cabin as soon as possible without getting shot at
2: again. Yeah, too bad Mr. Hook couldn't stay all evening, Burma. Well, he said he'd been hunting all afternoon. He looked pretty tired. He's going to take a shortcut back to his rooms near town. Good night, Mr.
1: Nemero. Thanks very much.
2: Oh, hi, Pat. Nimuru. That crazy chap? You've been out with him?
1: Yeah, I'm crazy like that myself. He's been telling me some very interesting things about these Chinese mountains. The Kunlun Mountains are his, so he says.
2: Crazy as a coup. Any news about the doctor, Pat?
1: I'm not sure, Terry. Where's our friend Hook? He was here when I left to take my moonlight walk.
2: Oh, Ken left about a half an hour ago. Yeah,
1: he left a few minutes after you went out. Mm, Too bad. I want to take another look at that fine rifle of his. In fact, I'm going to insist on seeing it again.
2: Why are you so interested in his rifle, Pat?
1: I'd rather not say, well, I'm
3: sure.
2: Uh, I'll go. Well, Kennington Hook, what brings you back here at this time? I'm quite
3: all right, though. I'm quite all right. Please don't be alarmed. I know I look a mess. Hey, what's but... happened to you? Just a nasty fall, that's all. May I sit down a moment? Oh, sure. It was really very stupid of me. Really, I feel like a fool. Well, what happened? Well, it was a wonderful night. Moonlight, snow and all. I decided to take a shorter path home. Yeah, you said you were going to. Well, I... I forgot about the snow-covered rocks. And the next thing I knew... well, oh, thank goodness I didn't kill myself, but... I'll be all quite all right in a moment. So
1: what happened to your rifle?
3: My rifle? Oh, yes. yes that's the sad part of it, Ryan. I... Uh, I dropped it when I fell. I'm afraid I'll never get it back. How do you mean? It fell down a ravine. I'm afraid it's gone for all time.
2: Oh, that's too bad, Ken.
3: Yeah, isn't it? Yes, yes, I'm sorry to lose that rifle, but, uh, well, it can't be helped. Well, if you'll excuse me, I think I'll turn in. It's been a long day. Go right ahead, old man. I'll I'll be running along presently. Just want to relax a
2: moment. I think I'll hit the hay, too. Good night, Mr. Hook. Night, Verma. Oh, pleasant dreams, Tom. night, Terry. Pat. Well, Pat, what's up? I know something's happened, so let's have it.
1: Now, keep all this under your hat, Terry. I went for a walk with that old hermit, that chap Nimru. Yeah? Well, somebody took a pot shot at us down in the valley. The bullet struck a fir tree and... Maybe
2: it was an accident.
1: People don't go hunting in the moonlight... There was no accident. I hacked the bullet out of the tree, and here it is.
2: Hmm. You think it's uh...
1: a... Rifle bullet? I'm sure it is. <laughs> Doesn't it strike you as strange that Kennington Hook should come back to this cabin and tell how he lost his rifle down in a ravine a short time ago?
2: Yeah, but a thing like that could happen.
1: Why should Hook take a shortcut back to his room's? Why should he slip and fall and lose his rifle? Blast the luck. If I had that rifle, I could soon find out if this bullet was fired from it.
2: But why should he want to shoot you?
1: Look, Terry, isn't it possible that somebody is anxious to prevent us from finding Dr. Moyben?
2: Well, why should Kennington Hook want to do away with the doctor? The whole thing's a puzzle, Pat.
1: Yeah. And it's up to us to unscramble it.
2: Well, I'm going to bed. Nothing more we can
1: do tonight. Yeah. Well, maybe by tomorrow, we'll see everything a lot plainer. I'd still like to know who fired that shot at me out there in the snow.
2: <laughs> hey, Pat, you realize how near it is to Christmas?
1: Yeah? Only how many more days?
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I haven't done a bit of my shopping.
2: Yeah, a fine lot of shopping we'll do this year. Not a store worthwhile in Minchow anyway. Nobody celebrates Christmas over here in China. In that case, my shopping is all done. Well, I've got a little Christmas job to do tomorrow. I promised April.
1: Yeah?
2: I'm going to go out and bring in a Christmas tree. We'll set it up in the main room the day before Christmas. April and Burma will decorate it. Well, we'll have some kind of a Christmas anyway.
1: Yeah. Christmas is in the heart anyway. So I guess we can celebrate as well as anybody else.
2: Hey, take it easy, boy. I'm not used to climbing hills. Oh, well, you're doing swell, Burma. Hmm. This exercise is just what you need.
3: Hmm, it's a lot different than a tango, a rumba, I'll <laughs> say that. <sighs> Which way are we going to get that fir tree, Terry?
2: Now, uphill, Burma.
3: Why uphill? Well, if
2: we go downhill, we'll have to drag the Christmas tree up hmm. to the cabin. But if we go uphill, why then we what can... What a, a
3: brain. What a brain.
2: <laughs> I understand perfectly. It's easier to pull the tree down to the cabin than up. Uh... There's a lot of small trees over there on that hill. Uh, we'll go over and take a look, huh? Hey,
3: Terry, why go all the way over there? Right up above here are some beautiful
2: trees. In fact, I don't remember ever having seen such trees back in the United States. Well, no, Burma, they look all right from a distance. When you get over to them, they don't look so good. I remember once I was looking for Christmas trees and... Well, I'll bet I'd shot down 50 before I found one that suited me. Well, yeah, before we walk all the way over there to that other hill, let's have a look at these. Okay, have it your way, but I'll bet when we get over there, they'll be crooked or something will be wrong with them. Come on, then. I'd like to get this over with because it's getting colder every minute. Terry, I thought you liked this cold weather. I'm having the time of my life out here. Only I don't relish walking over to that hill. There's there's a beautiful specimen, right over behind that rock, Terry. Yeah, that does look pretty good from here. Let's have a look. See? What did I tell you? Perfect, any way you look at it. Sure, but where do you think we're going to put it in a cathedral? That tree must be 20 feet high. Well, we can just use the top of it, and we can use the branches off the bottom for trimming the windows. Hmm, that's an idea. Yeah, let me get this hatchet loose from my belt. i give it a whirl. Now, I'm going to stand over here, Terry. When you get to swinging that weapon, I don't want to be too close. Oh, so you don't trust me, huh? Well, now I'll show you some plain and fancy timber chopping. I learned to do this when I used to work back in back where, Terry? Well, I used to do this when I was working for... Man, over in... Stand back over there, Burma. Look out. Tree's gonna fall that way. Let her come. Hey, wonderful. Didn't know you had it in you, Terry. Yeah. Well, now, then I'll trim off some of the branches and we'll haul it down to the cabin. Hey, I'm getting the Christmas spirit all of a sudden. Gonna hang up your stocking? (laughs) The woolen socks I'm wearing won't hold much, but... Hey, there ought to be some wild holly and mistletoe around here. I'll take a look. I haven't seen any, but you might look. I don't know much about holly or. Hey, Terry. Hmm. What? Oh, hey, look here, Terry. Look what I just picked up. Somebody lost a perfectly good glove. Well, let's see. A black and white woolen glove. Where'd you find it? Over there, right over there, with that pine tree. Hey, maybe this glove belongs to. Wait, I have a description written down on a piece of paper. Must have it in one of these pockets. That Dr. Maury Ben was wearing on evening he disappeared. Uh, yeah, here it is. He wore a brown fur-lined cat black overcoat and... Yep, black and white woolen gloves. Mm-hmm. Maybe this glove belongs to... Right. Yeah, but what would this glove be doing way out here among these trees? That's what I'd like to know. Oh, Terry, it's Ken Hook. He's coming up the hill to us. He's waving. Uh, maybe he's out getting his Christmas tree, too. Well, you don't like him, do you? Listen to me. What I think about him doesn't matter anymore. But yeah. when your friend Ken Hook gets here, I don't want you to breathe one word about this glove you found. And
3: well, Now, look, Sammy, it. you're taking a rather bossy tone, Terry, and Listen, I don't...
2: Listen, I haven't got time to explain everything, but just trust me, will just don't say anything to Mr. Hook about what you found. But forget it until later, okay?
3: Yeah, of course.
2: Terry, this glove may be a clue to the doctor's... Then we won't say anything about it until we're sure. Mm, okay, okay, I'll do it your way. I'll shut up. Swell. Well, come on, Burma, lend a hand. Grab the tree and we'll start it downhill. We'll meet Mr. Hook coming up. Maybe he has some good news about the missing doctor. Take a hold over there, Burma, and i got yeah. get the heavy pot on my shoulder here. will not be hard going downhill.
3: All right, Terry. Let's go. Uh, hey, I wonder what Mr. Hook is
2: doing up here. Well, I don't think he's walking just for his health. Oh, maybe April told him we were out getting a tree and he just came out to meet us. Well, Burma, Mr. Hook may be Dr. Moyben's assistant. He may be all right, but remember what I told you. Don't tell him anything about that glove we found. Uh,
0: you say so. I won't breathe a word. I don't
2: know why, but for some reason I just don't trust Mr. Kennington Hook.
0: Perhaps the clue to the woolen glove will finish a surprise for Terry and his friends in this mystery before Christmas. I'll tell you more about that in just a moment. So stand by. A few minutes ago, I was telling you about the grand, glorious Hawaiian pineapple juice of Libby's, urging you to ask your mother to get some. But I didn't tell you one of the best reasons why your mother should get it, and that's vitamins. Yes, Libby's pineapple juice has more than wonderful flavor. It also has vitamins B1 and C, and your mother knows that is very important. Another grand drink rich in vitamins is Libby's tomato juice. Boy, has that drink got flavor. All the red-ripe goodness of prized tomatoes fresh off the vine. Ask your mother for Libby's Juices. Now, if you're wondering what's happened to Connie and Big Stoop all this time, be sure you tune in for tomorrow's transcribed adventure, because these two strange Chinese friends will have a lot to do with this Minchow Mountain mystery before it's solved. Let's make a date for a thrill tomorrow, eh?